This podcast explores topics that may be unsettling or disturbing to listeners. Episode names are straightforward. If you're aware of your triggers, please proceed with caution. This podcast is generally not safe for work, but some episodes will be labeled otherwise. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy! If you've been following the podcast, you know Caroline has PTSD. I myself have anxiety and depression. One of the best ways we deal with these challenges and the stresses of life in general is with CBD oil from Elevated Wellness, used in CBD specialists. The benefits of CBD are real and powerful. You owe it to yourself to stop by Elevated Wellness at 5716 Bel Air Boulevard, Suite D1, or give them a call at 832-742-5660 and tell them Nerd sent you. Hi everybody, Tom DeRosa here, filling in for Caroline, who is taking a much-deserved day off for Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Welcome back to Nerd. This is the first episode of Collection 2. Collection 2 is all about space oddities, and this first episode is entitled Man on the Moon and Other Conspiracies. The conversation started with the moon landing and... Uh, kind of goes off into all kinds of conspiracies, which for you conspiracy theory lovers is probably exactly what you want. This week's guest is professional conspiracy theorist Ray Perez from the Rio Grande Valley, um, an old friend of both of ours, and um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Here we go. Is that good? <laughs> no, you're like, do the whole thing over again. I don't know. Okay. Because I was in My name is Ray Pettis. Uh, welcome to the Nerd Podcast. It's a pleasure to be here. I am from the Rio Grande Valley, Mission, Texas, and I am a professional conspiracy theorist, <laughs> skeptic, and debunker, and believer. And <laughs> I exist in constant cognitive dissonance. Oh, my gosh. That's tough. It's yeah. gotta be tough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, conspiracy theories, to me, like, I got super drawn into them ever since I was a kid because, you know, I heard about the moon hoax. You know what I mean? Where people were like, ah, we didn't really land on the moon. You know, they just did it in Hollywood or whatever because of the 
space race, yeah. Cold War and all that stuff. And uh, I'm naturally a skeptic, but at the same time, I'm intrigued by, you know, possibilities of these things being true. And when it first hit me that, like, I was like, what the, f- can I cuss on here? Yes, yes, you okay. can. Well, in that case, um, so, um, so people start saying this shit like, man, we've never been to space, bro. And it's usually, you know, over a, a, a conversation, like smoking with me, you know what I mean? Like just typical cliche, easy rider, campfire, smoking scene, or is the dude, you know what I mean? Like it's real cliche stoner, like conversation where like, man, we've never even been to space, bro. I'm like, what? Yeah, man. We don't even know what the fuck's out there, man. It's all fake. It's all Hollywood because of the space race, blah, blah, blah. And, I, and I, I didn't think anything of it until one day I remembered that. And I don't know if somebody told me this or where the seed came from, but I was in elementary school when the Challenger space shuttle blew up, like on live television. Oh, yeah. And we were like, we were all watching it. I mean, it was like the, it was like the twin towers of, of the eighties, you know sure, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like a catastrophic event that we were all watching on tv and then it occurred to me or somebody said it later on in life that krista mcauliffe would have been she was the elementary teacher that was part of the group she would have been the first civilian ever to leave the planet so like everybody that's ever been in space nasa or whatever they're considered like military or some shit i don't know yeah they're heavily trained yeah yeah they're like heavily trained so they're also like heavily sworn into like oaths of secrecy and whatnot you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh and then um I was like, holy shit, like the one time that a regular person was going to go to space, like, oh, the space shuttle fucking blew up, you know what I mean? And she never made it. That's fucking sad. Yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. And then, you know, then there's the sensible side of me because I, I, I get lost in these things, man. I go into these YouTube wormholes. Sure. It's been happening for years. <laughs> I think it, I think like right now, like I'll make fun of anybody that, that, that doesn't just hate watching. Alex Jones like if there's people that are actually into Alex Jones like I'll fucking uh, to me it's hilarious because I was watching Alex Jones um, in the year 2000 when he was on the um, Austin Public Access like that's where he started oh, wow. and yeah he, he was uh, he just had like his own little show and, and I mean he was the same guy or whatever exactly the same you know pushing like, all real these rowdy and stuff. yeah real rowdy and real dramatic but that was that was his thing you know what I mean? Like that was his shtick. That's what that was his show. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like his um his character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His his persona. When Alan Watts talks about the word persona, he says it originates from the word mass. Persona is from the root word is I don't know Greek some shit. I don't know what some dead language. <laughs> some dead fucking language. <laughs> but it means mass, and it makes sense. Like we we call our like oh that's my persona, and we literally don't know that we're being completely honest like that's my map yeah because nobody's truly themselves and and what happened with my um diving into these conspiracy theories is that i felt like i went so deep that i became a part of the story and it was crazy because i I would look for stuff and everything started like falling into pieces like uh like when I took, I went to Pan Am like in 1996, but I was too young to take school seriously. So I would just like buy an MD 2020, put it in a big styrofoam couple of ice <laughs> and walk around on campus and drink all day and then smoke to and then go to class and just be like, man, college is awesome. I love it. And, and I took classes like, you know, psychology 101 or whatever. 
and uh, human evolution. Yeah, and I was just I was just having a blast. So needless to say, I flunked out right away. But <laughs> but the one thing I remember from psychology class was this thing called Gestalt's principle of closure. And what it was is, I guess Gestalt is some like German philosopher, psychologist, I don't know, psychologist. And he says that the human brain has this tendency to complete things that aren't complete. Like, so when you have a dotted line and you draw it in the shape of a circle, humans see a circle, you know, like that's what we do. We complete the missing pieces. And then I started thinking about the conspiracy theories that I was following or believing and then i was like shit man these are just like crafted pieces of stories that you can pretty much fit anything in those missing pieces to make it be what they're telling you it is you know what oh I'm saying? yeah absolutely so it's it like it ended up being like this a mind game like of a manipulation mind game and i'm like holy shit conspiracy theorists became like the ones who were fucking with you you know what i mean they're saying oh the, the world is fucking with you you know what i mean like all this shit is going on there's all these secret societies blah 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 and you get like like you get caught in this whirlwind of like fusion, panic, sometimes fear, anxiety. Oh, for and, sure. I feel like yeah. with, with me, I don't I don't dive deep into that shit because I already have anxiety. That's yeah. That's something I have to battle every day. So, like, conspiracies are something that I just, I don't even fuck with. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. And and, and it's good that you don't because what, what I ended up doing to myself get out of it is I started to watch the debunking video. Oh. And that's when my, like, my uh, left brain, you know, started thinking <laughs> and saying, hey, 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 remember me over here? Remember me? I'm the guy that doesn't just make up shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I listened to re- reason over here and everything had a fucking logical explanation and then I felt like an idiot and and then I didn't feel like an idiot because through the journey of conspiracies and conspiracy theorists and all humans we're like we're just on this constant journey of self-discovery that's all we are we're just like nobody knows what the fuck's going on and we're born with this brain that needs to know and and it happened that way because uh through you know millions of years of genetic mutation or whatever the human that could piece together a story was the one that survived like let's say a human saw some deer hoof prints right then the human that said deer hoof prints means there might be a deer around here somewhere let's stick around and then they catch this deer and they eat it and they survive so by gaining that ability to create a narrative they their genes got passed on and so the the gene of creating a narrative was the uh that was the the adaptation that allowed that gene to thrive and get passed on and it kept going and so like you've got the whole front part of our brain that's just they're like creating stories constantly and a lot of times that for a lot of us uh you know people with anxiety or depression like that's a lot of times is what it is it's our own active imagination like oh absolutely just yeah taking 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 control and just you know making you making you spin around in circles and uh perfect example of that is um tom my baby daddy he mm-hmm. he's a teacher and uh-huh. sometimes i'll sit there and, I'll, and 
and I'll read the articles about the shootings and all of that. And then, and then I start thinking about like, oh my God, he's a teacher. What is he going to do if that happens? And then I go into this whole scenario where in my mind it's actually happening. And then I'm crying because I'm mourning something that's not real. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and here's, here's where I go back into where I go back into the whirlwind and fall back into the scary vortex is that at one point and sometimes at, at the current point I'm in, like it became this whole, the conspiracy became reality. Yeah. Like my, like conspiracy became reality and you get to a point in, in self-discovery where you realize you know nothing and nobody knows anything and that it's almost like we are creating it. Like we are physically or metaphysically or, uh, you know, psychobiologically manifesting what happens by dwelling on it, by thinking of it or by going after it. And, and people have so many different interpretations of it. You've seen people like and heard people that say like, yo, man, dream it, believe it, achieve it or whatever. And people have done amazing things. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, some people... Some people, you know, call it the law of attraction. Some people call it the secret. Some people will follow those things as religion. But then it's almost like a madness when you think that life is really like that. It's like this, <laughs> this, you, you're born, you know, and then you die and nobody knows why, you know. So the biggest fucking conspiracy ends up being ourselves. So you become the fucking conspiracy. It's like, true. holy shit. It's like shit. the ultimate troll. Because it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like there's people that mm-hmm. that they're just constantly negative, and then negative things come out of it. They're like, yeah. "Oh, I'm a bad person. I know I'm a bad person because of of these 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 reasons." And you know that they're good in their heart, but then because they dwell so much on the negative, they start manifesting those behaviors that they think are bad. Yep, yep. And it's it, it is a huge mindfuck. It really is because it's like you said, like we we want things to connect like it can't just be beginning and end there's gotta yeah there has to be a circle it's like the affinity fucking tattoo that everyone gets <laughs> yeah no and 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 every every trip i've gone on or every conspiracy that i've delved into every every religion that i've studied every philosophy that i've gone into it all connects to the same story of uh like an unknown nothingness slash everythingness <laughs> you know what this, this reminds me i went to an urgent care because i was really depressed super depressed and and i started having anxiety and then i checked my blood pressure and it was high so then i i blamed every Everything on that. Oh, I don't feel good because my blood pressure is high. So I went to the urgent care and the doctor was like, what's going on? Like, I'm not going to look for anything because if I look hard enough, I'll find something. But that's not what's going on here. What's going on at home? And I told him, you know. I have a special needs kid. He's just a baby. He's got all these needs. Like, like it was just a lot going on. I had just moved from a house to an apartment and it was this whole thing. And, and he said something that was really odd to me. But after like sitting on it for a while, I went home and, and I kind of felt better. And, and he said, do whatever you need to do to stay here. Rationalize it in any way that you can oh man that's so good that's so good and that oh, i feel like crying like no that's fuck. that's the that's the fucking secret 
Like, that's the meaning. The meaning is you make it. You make the meaning because the only thing we have are narratives. Like, our brain is wired to make stories. And they only give you a certain number to choose from until you fucking realize that you're the one holding the pen and you write whatever fucking story you want. Fuck, yeah. And that, that literally becomes a reality. And the proof, and lately I've been seeing big proof, the proof that people are inventing the world as it happened is that Donald Trump is president. Oh. Like that was one of the biggest, the biggest fucking mind fucks to me. I was like, Oh my God, this, this is it. This is the manifestation of humans creating reality. Like, look what we've done. We fucking took a reality TV and threw it up on the fucking in the White House. And now we're all watching and fucking like, wow, because we're all fucking stupid. <laughs> and we, like, like we get fucked up and we like to party. We like to watch drama, you know, and we <laughs> created this fucking drama. And so any story you choose, any story you choose, like, like Nicole, she wanted to be a, a marine biologist. Yeah. She fucking did it. And now she's studying the ocean. And for like 10 years, she's been telling me, we're fucked. We're fucked. We have like less than a hundred years. The planet's going to shit. She's been telling me every fucking day for like 10 <laughs> years, dude. And, and I'm like, true. hey, babe, you're being a little dramatic. Come on. You know, like, it's not that bad. And, and, and then sure enough, it happens. So it's like, whatever you want to see, you'll find it. You know what I mean? Whatever you want to believe, you'll find it. Like, there are literally microscopic and biological organisms all over everything like you can only see them through a microscope <laughs> and i'm glad that we can't see them you know what I'm oh saying? yeah because they're creepy little fuckers my wife has a fucking microscope in every fucking room and she's just <laughs> always analyzing everything black lighting it, everything <laughs> it gets scary sometimes but <laughs> but it go that goes back to the 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 theory not not the theory of relativity but yeah i guess so it's like perspective uh and relativity which is uh i can't remember who said it but the the stronger the microscopes got the smaller the universe got and the stronger the telescopes got the bigger the universe got i think it was alan watts who says the universe or we are the universe that's playing a game of hide-and-seek with itself. Damn. Like the universe, yeah, the universe took 14.8 billion years to grow fucking eyeballs, and in my case, a, a gray beard. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we're the fucking universe, and we're like looking at ourselves going, what the fuck are we? <laughs> Sometimes I look in people's eyes and I feel like like we are the universe. Like I I see everything in those eyes. We are, man. We are. And that's that's what I love about the, this is that it can be comforting. You know, at times, you know, depressing times or or times when you it can go both ways. Like sometimes it's overwhelming to think like as as all the vastness, sometimes the vastness and the void can be overwhelming. But then other times when there's little shit bothering me, the void helps me escape that little 
shit. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, man, I'm on a fucking rock that's like flying through space, you know, spinning <laughs> at 66,000 miles an hour, man. And the fucking sun's a fireball. It's going to explode in a few billion years. Why am I worried about this fucking bill? Yeah, fuck it, you know? Yeah, like, and it's I- true. <laughs> like, right now, I, I have a dream of building a tiny house. And I've been researching it, like, obsessed, obsessed with it because I want to be mortgage free. I don't want to have a huge carbon fr- like footprint with my family, you know? And yeah, yeah. Like we want a composting toilet, we want all of that. We want to go solar. Nice. And so I'm I've been super obsessed with this dream, but there's times where I go like who the fuck am I and where the fuck am I going to get this money? Like how why am I entitled to this dream? Like we live in America, everything's shit and then so it's so easy to to get down in the dumps like that, but then I remember the little things like like this podcast and how I'm following through with it because yeah. I want it because I yes. want it that bad and Yes. And so I just need to keep that motivation. I need to keep going. And then I also like, it's kind of like a balance because I can't take myself too serious either because in the end, those things don't matter. Like these are creature comforts. Like these are things to make me more comfortable on this earth while I'm alive. So it's a delicate balance. It is. It is. But, but, but remember that those creature comforts and you being comfortable and happy is okay because there's fucking 8 billion heads on this planet and can't even begin to to fucking worry about you know what's going on with the rest of them you know what i mean that's that's gonna drive you insane that's gonna make us crazy that's i mean like that's why i i i I love passionate people and, and activists and and I love, you know, that they do that, but the universe is, is always in perfect balance. Like there, there are people that are born to do that. There are people that are born to, to be like outspoken fighters for the cause and, you know, power to them. That's what they want to do. And that's why they're doing it. And that's what I was talking about earlier. Like if that's what you want to do, like there's always going to be hunger, you know, there's always going to be war to fight against, you know, and that ends up being your thing. That's your narrative. And you live by it. You become the story. You live it. The soldier that wants to defend his country, he's not in his mind saying, I'm going to go kill poor people or whatever. In his mind, he's saying, I feel proud for my country and I want to do this. So it's like every single mind in their own perspective is right. Can't be wrong. It was Thomas Paine who said, when speaking of religions and dominations, they are either they can only either all be wrong or all be right. You know what I'm saying? And that it's, it's the same thing. Yeah. Like every single mind, we, we're all the same thing looking at itself through 8 billion different pairs of fucking eyes going, what do we do? <laughs> yeah. Like my son gets nursing and we had a nurse that was very like the hand that rocks the cradle, like fucking scary. And, <laughs> <laughs> and she got to a point where uh, like he was getting a, a CT scan of his face and, and I was trying to put him to sleep and she was trying to take him from my arm. And then um, they asked her if we were pregnant because like the radiation and all that. And I said, no. And I asked the nurse, well, like, is there a chance you're pregnant? And she said, maybe I haven't gotten my period. And I said, okay, well, you could just wait outside until the test is done. And and she's like, no. And she was trying to take, like, my son from my arms. She's like, I don't even care about this baby if I'm pregnant. And I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
And then, it, and then it got to a point where she's like, are you going to H-E-B? H-E-B is a grocery store for those of you that don't live in Texas. <laughs> she's like, are you going to H-E-B? Like, can you get me something? And I thought she was going to say like a, a bag of chips, you know, a snack or something. And she's like, can you get me a pack of chicken? And can you get me the same seasoning that you use on your chicken? And also, can you get me the wipes you use in your bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. And I called the agency and I was like, y'all, this is too, like, this is too much. And, and they brought up a good point. They're like, we can tell her that she's overly attached and she's like being weird. You know, they're like, we, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we can tell her that she's being, but if, if she feels like she's not doing anything wrong, like there's nothing we can do. And so I just fired her. <laughs> Yeah, man. Like, yes. yes. Like she was yeah. gonna like kill me, marry Tom, take the baby. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They had the rocks and cradle, and uh, no. uh, there was this one badass one called Wicker Park, I think. Oh, I I've heard of it, but I don't know. I think I think I'm it was sorry. Wicker Park. It had like Josh Hartnett or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. But I love the the the. There was a song by. It was uh, against all odds, the Phil Collins song, but it was covered by the Postal Service. Oh, really? They did a, yeah, that song, um, Against All Odds, covered by the Postal Service, was that that movie was badass. All right, well, let's go to Man on the Moon real quick, topic of of the podcast. So this happened on July 20th, 1969, and they were on the Apollo mission. And what's interesting to me is that it was Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and then there was a third person. Did you know that? Uh, No. His name was Michael Collins, and he was on the crew, too. But he didn't step foot on the moon. I don't know why. I guess he was doing stuff like on on the ship or whatever the fuck they were in, right? Mm -hmm. But if you're on the moon, why wouldn't they switch places so he could get the chance? I know. Michael Collins, that sounds like a black name. Was he black? Because they don't let black people on the moon in 1963. 1969. No, I just looked at the picture. He's white. Okay. He's white. I don't know what was going on then, man. (laughs) But you mentioned that the way you kind of got into conspiracy theories was because of this whole thing. And, And I was seeing that there was that space race, like the Soviet Union was one step of, ahead of the U.S. and they were going to land on the moon or they were, they were going to do some sort of, you know, amazing astrological advancement that the U.S. wouldn't be able to do. And so it does make me wonder, was it staged so the U.S. could get credit or did it really happen? And it's hard for me to say because I wasn't there and I don't know a lot of the conspiracies surrounding it, but I thought that you might. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. There, 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 uh, there are a lot of points that have been brought up. Um, some say that, uh, the flag, there's like footage of the flag waving, uh, but there's no air up there. So that how could it wave? Uh, but of course that, w- that one would be easily debunked by saying like there's thrusters on the little pods or whatever, you know, so. The thrusters are going, you know, whoosh or whatever, and that would make it move. Um, the other big uh, case against the, 
the the moon landing is that they say there's no stars in the background and all the pictures you see there's no stars but that one also gets debunked by people by photography experts because they know that uh the sun the light from the sun you know can shine on guy's suit and then that light reflects down on the ground and you're not going to be able to see because of the exposure you're not going to be able to see faint things in the background and we see that a lot like let's say for instance when you know how there's always like i don't know when i was growing up i never heard about no kind of moons but now because of facebook like there's always some kind of blood moon a wolf moon a harvest moon a fucking sugar moon a cherry <laughs> moon a strawberry moon like there's always some fucking moons going on i'm like where the fuck were all these moons when i was a kid yeah but so you you see it when people are taking pictures you know when you're closing up on something like everything behind it looks black. And of course, like we can't see stars during the day because of the sunlight, right? The earth and the, and the moon don't have the same kind of atmosphere. So, you know, part of the problem with the conspiracies and why they're easy to believe is because we don't have like a, a full understanding of anything, you know, honestly, anything. I don't know how any of those like mechanical or electronic or spaceship things work i don't even know to be honest with you how a fucking camera works it's 2019 <laughs> i've got a camera in my phone i don't know how it works but they, they say it works like an eyeball and i i don't know how an eyeball could flip an image upside down and do all that shit they says it they that they tell us it does right but yeah. there are people there that understand that stuff the lay person we don't and they they keep us like that. Here's another conspiracy comes into all this, but they keep us in the dark about technology so that they can sell it to us because we're consumers, obviously, right? We're, capitalism has made us into consumers, producers that consume and then all our labor gets exploited and all the money goes upward, but we can't have an understanding of anything. And I'll give you a perfect example of how I'm totally guilty. I'm a musician, right? A self-proclaimed musician. I write songs, I record, but I don't know how the fuck sound can come out of A, a fucking a, a wax record with grooves in it when, by putting in some kind of weird needle that has electricity on it. I don't know how they got those sounds captured into that wax. That's number one. Number two, I don't know how cassettes, how they got some magnetic tape. I don't know how they got the sounds and, and made them stay on this magnetic tape. Number three, I don't know how they got these same sounds to be on this silver laser disc that goes into the you know, CD player. And number four, I don't know how they turned all these same sounds into ones and zeros and then turn those ones and zeros back into the fucking song like literally zero fucking understanding yeah. of like not even the basic i don't even fucking understand the basic concept of audio recording and right now we're recording you know what i'm saying it's like i'm speaking in the in the can in the magic can and my voice <laughs> is carried through the wire it's flying up through the air. Man, I'm on Wi-Fi right now on my laptop. You know what I'm saying? What the fuck is Wi-Fi? It's going through my wall and shit. My door's yeah. closed. What the fuck? You know, like we just were kept in the dark. So when scientists or whatever are doing things that are very, very advanced, we we have no way of understanding what's really going on. So we can see like little things and say, hey, that doesn't add up there. You know, this doesn't add up with that. 
but we don't we don't really know the math. You know what I'm saying? We just know it doesn't add up. Yeah. You know, but there's people. There are people out there, and there's a bunch of websites you can go to that debunk each thing one by one, and they'll they'll remodel it. They'll like reenact every claim against the moon landing. They'll reenact it or try to re-dramatize it, kind of like a MythBusters type of thing. Yeah. And I, I don't. Uh, I, I don't. I've never. I don't have cable, so I've never seen Myth MythBusters, but I know what it is. Mm-hmm. I still like to have wonder though, like so. I don't watch any of those magic secret reveals shows. I don't watch <laughs> those because <laughs> I don't want them to ruin ma- magic for me. Like I lost Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy and, and uh, God and all that, and so just let, let me keep my magic for a little while. Well, Tom sent an article to me, and apparently that they they have some plans in the works to do another moon landing. In 2024. Oh, nice. So I'm super excited about that because, well, you know, fingers crossed, hopefully I'll be alive for that. Yeah. And and I'll be able to see for myself. And I feel like maybe more conspiracy theories will come out of it because, yeah. like you said, you know, they're just trolls. You know, they... Yeah. Yeah. They want to, they don't understand. So they have to make their, they have to rationalize their own understanding. Yeah. Yeah. Like definitely. How, and it's not like, and it's natural to do so. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is natural. <laughs> it's like, um, I don't know if you heard the episode that I did on astrophobia, the fear of space. I heard the beginning of it. I heard about 15 minutes of it. I didn't get to hear the whole thing. There's a part. Oh, what the fuck? I, lo- I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Uh, what were we talking about oh the rationalizing oh yeah okay so we were talking about how how the concept of aliens would fuck us up like because thank you for bringing that up because when i heard you guys talking about it i was like oh i want to talk to her about that too because that ties into this but go ahead go ahead because we were talking about how Jay Lafar, the guest host, he believes that the government knows that there's some sort of like alien entity out in space. And I might buy that maybe for a second because Donald Trump wanted to start Space Force. And it's like, why the fuck would he say shit like that unless someone disclosed information to him because he is now the president? Yeah. And no, 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 no. I'm with you 100 percent on this one. And. And let me tell you how how cool of a little roundabout this is. Earlier, when I mentioned the a token session around the campfire stoner conversation, Easy Rider style, there's a scene. Easy Rider, right? Peter Fonda, Dennis Topper, Jack Nicholson. They're sitting around a campfire, passing a joint around, and then fucking Jack Nicholson. One of the greatest scenes he's ever made. He's 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 their token, and then Dennis Hopper says, "Hey man, did you see that? What?" I saw something, man. It was in the sky. It zigged the way this way and it went back that way. And then Peter Fonda says, nah, man, you just high, man. It was the Venusians. <laughs> they live among us. You know, that the government knows all about it. Now, the thing about people, they're an advanced race and they have no, they have monetary system or leaders. And I'm like, Fuck, I love that scene. It's one of my favorite scenes because when I was like 17, 
I read this book called The Gods of Eden that, like many other people who tried to, um, this was written by William Bramley, but Alan Watts went through the same thing. They're these people that start by studying religion, right? want to know the origins of religion and they end up fucking stumbling upon ufo shit you know what i'm saying like yeah. it's crazy so through all this stuff i created my own conspiracy you ready for it oh i don't know uh, yeah yeah it, it's a good one it's a good one <laughs> okay it's called the infinite loop theory okay Okay. So let's say by the year 2024, right? We get to the moon and then, and then let's say Elon Musk finally gets his shit together and starts making some fucking decent spaceships that can fucking <laughs> go into space, you know, on water or whatever the fuck he's running them on, right? Hydroelectric spaceships. I don't know what the fuck, but he better get his shit together. Let's say he gets his shit together, right? We mm -hmm. create these flying crafts, right? And aerodynamically it just coincidentally so happens that they're kind of like disc shaped spherical things and they fly in space and they fly really fast and then they get to that black hole right and it's like a wormhole and the wormhole shoots them back in time right back to planet earth only humans are not here yet what we have is are apes right so they keep going right like so they go back to the wormhole and they can go back to the time and they bring the results and they're like fuck you wouldn't believe what we found we found these fucking apes right right all right cool cool let's go back so they go back you know and it's like years later let's say a thousand years later and they're like wait a minute these fucking apes they're not evolving. They're the fucking same. You know, by this time, we should have already had, you know, Australopithecus afarensis or whatever. So they're like, shit, okay, we got to do something about it. So they fucking take their modern DNA and they fucking insert it into the ape men that were living on the planet. What the fuck? Uh... Yeah, and so you have Africanus robustus, Australopithecus afarensis, gracile men, every single break all the way up to Neanderthal, you know, uh, the first hominoids or whatever, you know, and all the way to fucking Homo erectus erectus until they got it right because they had to create themselves in order to exist. And it just keeps going over and over. And over. So then you think time travel is kind of like back to the future. Marty, yes. he yeah. goes back 10 minutes early because he's trying to warn Doc that he's yeah. going to get shot by yeah. by the terrorists or whatever. Yeah. And he yeah. sees himself. Yep. So these guys, whoever they're going to be, right? So it's not <laughs> like he was absent during the time that he left. Yeah, no, you know no, what no, I mean. No. Like, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's there. He's there, and so that's how these guys are doing it, and they do it over and over and over. And what happens is, of course, in the future, the planet gets so like fucked up or whatever that they're wearing these suits or whatever, and and so they they're 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 checking up. They're constantly checking up on their on their little experiment. You know what I mean? Because they got to go back. So then, you know, uh, a couple thousand years ago or whatever, you, you got these fucking humans and they look up and they see a fucking disc in the sky and they're like, what the fuck is this? You know, and they're like, holy shit, it's fucking aliens. And it's and, us. Yeah, it's us. 
checking on us or probing us or whatever the fuck they had to do. Damn. Well, there, there's but, a movie on Netflix where where this guy that that um he always plays like the the Latino cop. Um, Michael Pena. Michael Pena. Yes, yes, I think. I he, love that guy. I love so that guy. He's in this movie on Netflix, and I forget the name, but I'll I'll look it up and I'll post it on the nerd page for you guys that are interested. Um, oh man, spoiler alert! <laughs> I think I seen it. I think I seen it. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah, it's crazy because in the end, and well, I think it's been up long enough, you know, if you haven't seen it post. Yeah. Yeah. In the end, like, there's this huge war and there's these, like, robot looking monster type types. And and so, like, his wife gets cut or something and he's like, my wife needs surgery. Help her. Please help her. And they open her up and she's like a fucking robot. And then the guy takes off his like robot head and he's a human. So like the, what they thought were the aliens, like were actually humans. And then yeah. like the humans were attacking the AI. Yeah, man. Fucking crazy. And what's crazy is that it all ties into what we were talking about earlier about how, how we create it. Because like the whole time travel thing, was was all in my pop culture you know we had back to the future but we also had bill and ted's you know what i mean i was highly influenced by fucking bill and ted man (laughs) (laughs) and i'm looking forward to bill and ted part three it's gonna come out someday in the future i know it (laughs) the story to me is 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 a beautiful tale because it's like these doofus regular dorks right and they're like you know Yo, dude, we gotta have this awesome band or whatever, you know, and they suck, you know, it's like, it's my life story. And then, but they go back in time and they end up, you know, saving the world by writing this song that, that causes like world peace. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so that, I, I, I guess all my life aspirations come from that kind of shit. <laughs> but it's like what we put on film always becomes reality later. I mean, we were just talking yesterday about Knight Rider, how the David Hasselhoff would talk to his watch and then his self-driving car would come. You know what I'm saying? And that's yeah. already here. You know, you don't have to be some billionaire detective for that shit, you know? Yeah. You just need to sell, you know, uh, I, I watch or smart watch and a Uber or whatever, you know? Yeah. It's true. <laughs> but so I it's mean- like, so it's like we're manifesting this shit. Yeah. Or, exactly. or. Then of course there's the other theory that that it's alien technology and it's being released slowly so that they can market it, you know, and make the most money of it. But then, and and and, and I I kind of sometimes lean towards that because remember earlier how I was telling you I have no understanding of technology. Yeah. Like I I don't consider myself dumb. I'm self confident enough to to believe that that I at least have a cognitive comprehension of, you know, general subjects. You know, I can understand things, but technology, like I said, it it was never taught to me or taught to anybody at a young age. So it's like fucking magic to me. It's a lightning box, you know, it's like, ooh, moving pictures coming out of this. And it bothers me a lot. And I (laughs) guess I could fucking go on YouTube (laughs) or or read a book (laughs) and find out like (laughs) what's really happening. I guess I could do that, but also fucking lazy well i i just got a vcr 
because I went to Goodwill and I, I found a bunch of movies that I love and they were on VHS and I was like, fuck it. So I went on eBay and I found a badass VCR. And so I, I put, cool. yeah, it is super cool. I put Batman in and the quality was just total shit. And, <laughs> and it's only shit because of what I know now. Yep. And because of Netflix and all those streaming, you know, the high, the ultra HD or whatever the fuck. But when VCRs were popular, that shit was like, wow, like this is it. Like this is high tech. And the, and the speed at which technology advances as a rational person, you can only like envision that we have to get to like an egalitarian agrarian society where where everything is equal and everybody has everything because automation is going to take away all the jobs you know what i'm saying robots are going to be able to make everything you know people are going to fucking if we don't make like an like a fucking perfect utopian society then we're going to have a fucking like a chaotic fucking apocalyptic society you know what i mean it's like it literally is like a or b you know yeah. Because there's 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 not a lot of gray when it comes to uh like us fucking destroying the planet. But then again, like I said earlier, fuck it. <laughs> we're all gonna die. The uh, this guy that I listened to, Jack Saturday on YouTube, he's a super fucking cool dude. It's like a like a modern contemporary like uh like um philosopher i would call him man and, and and he's just really cool and he says he says what he said this last time was really cool he's like you can do um arts and crafts sports and games and then clean up a little bit that's all you can do you're on this planet where there's zero survivors zero survivors and these are your options and you think about it mathematically and then life isn't so hard He's like, really, everything is arts and crafts. Like, even the job, like, whatever job you do, it is a form of an art or craft. You know wow. what I'm saying? Sports and games, of course, people, you know, di diversions, have fun. And then clean up. Clean up after yourself. Clean up a little bit. So following just those three simple things and realizing that there are zero survivors, nobody gets out of the survivor. It makes things much simpler. It and does. I love, like, I love that kind of shit. It brings, like, a sort of... Cause I can see it causing despair for someone because they're like, no, I want to do more. I know I'm meant for more. But on a basic level, that's absolutely true. Yeah. And and on that level, I feel like I just got in, like embraced by a warm blanket because like we're all in this together. We just owe it to each other because we're all in this together Beautiful. and it's true because yeah. and anyone who crosses crosses my path like like you ray i met you and one day you're gonna die one day i'm gonna die and yep. to just be like we're connecting on on a different level like your your demise is inevitable and so is mine yes yeah man it's fucking it's profound and it's fucking deep and and it's humbling, but at the same time, it's empowering. And that's like the paradox of, of existence. You know what I mean? Because it's like, it's the darkness and the light that create each other, you know, referring back to the Tao. You know, it's, it's, it's everything is connected. There's this interconnectedness, uh, and interdependability, even for existence just to be. 
you know, it's like, and, and, and I joke around, we joke around, I think we say the number one cause of death is, is life. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, but we go through it. Like we gotta be born and we go through it and we die and there's nothing else like it. <clears throat> and that is the, that is the gift. Like I, I collaborated on a song one time with fucking, with Joseph Gordon-Levitt, dude. I rapped on a song with this dude. Oh, yeah, I remember. It was a really good song. And the the main theme and my the last line that I say on there, and, and I was describing my experience on Hit Record, but it's really more metaphorical about everything. And it's, the last line is this, the whole experience is the prize. And the name of the song is the prize. And that, to to this day is my philosophy is where I find peace is that the whole experience is the price. You don't chase it. You don't chase it because you're going to miss the fact that you were always there. You know, you, yeah. you, you want something, you want it and you reach for it and it's unattainable because you already have it. You Just, already have exactly. it. Exactly. Just recently, like maybe in the last few months, uh, I started realizing that I'm not afraid to die and not in a way where like I would take my own life or anything, but in a way where I, it was almost sort of like liberating because it changed the way that I lived my life. Yes. Because it comes to a point where most people start living their life, um, with, with the idea in mind that whatever they do here, like that's going to get them into the, into paradise, like into heaven for eternity. But if I don't have that, I need to make sure that what I'm doing here is, is good. It's for the best. It's I'm living my best life and I'm ensuring that everyone around me, like that I'm not an asshole or if I am, then, then I say, I'm sorry, you know, like, like it got to a point where it just completely changed everything. I don't even know if I'm describing it, like if I'm doing it justice, but it's like I'm loving harder. I'm dreaming harder. I'm, I feel like this is all I'm going to get. And that is it. That's the truth. That's the truth. And that's the, that's the greatest truth because, uh, one of the, one of the guys that, that I read sometimes and listen to his, uh, <coughs> videos is Michael Dowd. He wrote a book called Thank God for Evolution. And basically he, he talks about how everything that we believe about religion is actually just based on our human instinct to personify objects like when we saw the ocean and how big and powerful it was we called it poseidon you know what i mean poseidon the god of the ocean they weren't talking about a god with a fucking pitchfork thingy they were talking about the actual ocean right you know what i mean and so we we have a tendency to give things names because that's our nature so so we we had to create these stories and like and and what he says sometimes makes perfect sense when he talks about how it's all based on narratives but narratives are all based upon like where you live like in areas of the world where there were kingdoms you know and and knights and all that shit then they would say like god is the king and this is the kingdom of heaven right they would Mm -hmm. use those terms but if you went to a to a land 
somewhere in Asia where there were no monarchies or anything, then they wouldn't know what the hell a kingdom is. And same thing with like shepherds. They would say, oh, I'm the lamb. This is the lamb of God, you know, or God is a good shepherd. They're using these analogies of the of the only language that they knew when something gave birth to something or created it. They called it the father. So God was the father. You know what I mean? But they're just using their night language to describe the whole of reality. And and he, he, he makes a lot of sense when he says stuff like you can't really believe in heaven and be comfortable knowing that there's another place where there's people like burning for eternity. Like, how can you be comfortable somewhere? You know, like yeah. if you're a true good person, you know, you can't exist and be like, like, Oh shit, I made it. I'm badass. I'm over here in heaven. Uh, 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 where's my cousin? Oh shit. Fuck. He didn't make it. Oh, well, fuck it. You know. Yeah. He's down there burning it. No, like that shit is not literal. That would you know be hell saying? to me. Like, yeah, like that's I what I'm saying. I would not be in paradise. I would not exactly. be in heaven. Exactly. So just you, we are guided by language and, and words and communication. And it's so fucking amazing. <clears throat> well, I but, hope that this mission that they're going to take to the moon, um, I mean, I hope it all works out. I hope nobody gets hurt in the process, you know. Hey, and here's my prediction. You ready? Okay. Okay. All the naysayers aren't all the naysayers about the moon hoax and the landing of the moon and space and all that, they're gonna regret it when there's fucking neon signs with advertisements on the moon. When that happens, I'm gonna be like, You see, fuck y'all, man. <laughs> now we gotta look up at the moon and see a fucking ad for Coca Cola. Enjoy oh. Coca Cola because that's come and and don't don't you forget that i said it thank you so much all right thank you caroline dude this was so much fun man anytime you want to have me on the show again tell me yes for sure we got a lot coming up um i don't want to say too much because i like to have my collections of surprises but good stuff coming up cool all right i love it thank you so much We want to thank Ray Perez for being our special guest this week. Uh, I want to thank Caroline for editing and hosting and everything else she does. Uh, TAO for their amazing theme song, Pillow Snake, for his musical contributions. Our new sponsor, Elevated Wellness. Episode 2 of the Space Oddities Collection comes out next Monday, and it's all about Space Force. And I can't wait. Space Force Adventures in Space. Space Force Adventures in True story, that is the official theme song for that new military branch. Uh, I'm waiting for my royalty check to come in any minute now. Um, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app catch up on collection one phobias um become a supporter you know we appreciate everyone who's listening and everyone who is a supporter already um we'll see you next monday